This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. This summer, my wife and I have been playing backgammon, and whenever there's an opportunity, she loves to play, and she loves to play me in particular, and the reason for that is is that she just can't lose. I mean, there probably is some competence or some strategy or something about backgammon that, that I am missing, but I can't beat her. I just can't beat her. It doesn't matter what I do. I've went online, I've read, I just, I can't beat her. And so she loves to play because she can't lose. And even if she falls well behind me, inevitably she'll start rolling doubles or something and she can't lose. So she's, she owns me in backgammon. And so the look on her face when she gets a chance to play and then when she wins, I mean, she's totally in my head. She's living rent free in my head and I just can't win. Well, we're in podcast 72, and if you've been following them, which hopefully you have been, it is clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And it's a quote from the TV show Friday Night Lights, and this week we're talking about can't lose. And what is can't lose? Well, can't lose is just a feeling of confidence that that you got this, that we've got this. It's this it's this confident feeling that you are prepared, that you're ready, and that things are just really going to go well. There's an expectation that, that you're going to make things happen. And, you know, for me, I don't have a lot of can't lose experiences, but I've done a lot of public speaking over the years. So, so when I stand up to talk, I'm very, very confident and it doesn't mean that I'm automatically going to always have a great message or a great speech, but I am confident and I, I have a little bit of a can't lose attitude. In reverse, anything to do with dancing or singing, don't have a can't lose kind of an attitude. And for a long time, golf, which is something that I love to play, but I, I hated the way I felt when I was playing because I thought I was going to you know hit a shankopotamus or I was going to hook something or it was just going to be... A disaster, and so I, I really didn't like the way I felt because I had no confidence when I was when I was playing, and I certainly didn't have a can't lose attitude. If you know anything about golf and you're a scratch golfer, then you have a can't lose kind of an attitude when you play golf. And I just want to tell you that can't lose doesn't mean that you never lose. If you're a leader and you play to win, you're gonna lose. It's inevitable, but it's 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 a it's a vibration, it's a feeling, it's a level of confidence, it's a surety that you know that you're prepared, that you've got this. I love this quote from Zig Ziglar that failure is an event, not a person. And so so even the most successful fail at times, but they've got this can't lose attitude. So 
in the contact center, what does it look like when you can't lose? And what does it look like for your employees? At its core level, what you're really doing in a can't-lose environment is that you've, you've grown to the point that you're pursuing excellence. Now, uh, Vince Lombardi had a great quote, which is, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, excellence is attainable. So the pursuit of excellence, the pursuit of, of having a plan and implementing it creates this environment where you can't lose. When, when, you, when you walk into the doors of your contact center, do you have a can't lose feeling? Is there a general vibration in your, in your center that you just can't lose? It doesn't mean you don't have a hard day. It doesn't mean that you don't have some disastrous days, but there's a can't lose mentality. If not, you deserve to have that when you walk in your job. And if you're the, 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 the overall leader leader, then listen really carefully. If you're somebody that's on the front line and you're, you're, you're just a frontline supervisor where you say, hey, I don't have control of everything. Well, there's certain things you do have control over. And those are the ones that you want to create a can't lose mentality. And then you're within the organization. But I want you to listen to these attributes and see whether they match up to your organization. And if they don't, then you should aspire to achieve those, to put yourself into a position to have a can't-lose kind of mentality in your center. So let's get started. First up, first up is, is in a can't-lose environment, you have leaders that are equipped. They're all in. I told you last week about the book that I read from Annette Franz that talked about, talked about built to win. And they've got a term in there. They talk about that leadership is aligned. And what that means when leadership is aligned, it doesn't mean that everybody has the exact same thoughts or didn't have some different ideas or some different strategies, but leadership is aligned in the sense that, they've, that they know their purpose, they know their plan, they've talked about it, they've, they've, they've had an opportunity to communicate something that they thought they might be able to do better or different ways to do things, but the organization has decided that this is the direction that they're, they're moving in, and all the leaders have decided they're all in. They're, they're aligned, they, they agree with the strategy, they agree with the plan, and they're moving forward. Is your leadership track in that position to do that? If they're not, they should be. And let me give you just a really simple example. When you walk into a meeting of leaders, is this a meeting that you walk into with confidence because you're, you're, you're ready to make things happen? Because when you have meetings, you sit down and you actually get things done? Or is there just a lot of infighting that goes on between each other. You're like, oh man, here we go again. And I got to tell you, I've had some meetings recently where I've, where I've, I've thought about it. I've said, you know, we didn't accomplish anything today. We just, we just sat down and walked through some things we've been talking about over and over and over again. We're not actually making any changes. We're not accomplishing the things that we want to. We don't have a can't lose mentality in this particular area, but a leadership group that's getting better that's, that's being held to a higher standard, that there's a meritocracy where, where the best of them are getting better, where you look out in the contact center and all the leaders, they're not perfect, but they're all competent. And if you, if you want to understand a little bit more about leadership and the four attributes that, that leaders need to have in your center, go back and listen to my podcasts. Uh, you know, they need to have competency. They need to be trustworthy. They need to be bringing joy, and they need to be focused on others. And there's four podcasts on that, and you should listen to those. So a leadership team recognizes and understands that they're not always going to win. And to use a, a kind of a sports analogy, uh, you know, you could be, a, you could be a, a, a team that there's just a lot of teams that are better, and you're probably not going to win, but you, but you feel confident that you put yourself in a position to do the very best that you can. You've got the best, the best 
components in place that you've got a plan that are that that will work together. So, are you in an organization where your leaders are equipped that they're all in that um, that they're getting better? Do you have do you have good training programs in place where your leaders uh, have the ability to to get focused and to and to drive to improve? I, I mean, I'll challenge you right here. How many of my podcasts have you listened to? One, two. I mean, there's 72 of them out there today, and each one of them will make you better. How many of those have you listened to? Those those are electives. Those are the kind of things that help you get better. How committed are you to trying to become a better leader inside a really great leadership team? And if you've got leaders that are all equipped, that are all in, that are aligned, what does that mean to your front line? It means everything. I tell you over and over again that your front line is really looking for three things. They're looking for a clear job description. They're looking for the skills and tools necessary to be successful. And maybe most important, they want a leader that's got their best interests in mind. If I'm working for someone, if your front line is working for someone, and that person's probably you, or maybe maybe the people that work for you, if they're seeing someone that 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 that's competent and and has a has a can't lose mentality because they've got a plan and a purpose and a strategy and they're implementing it and they're connected to you and they're doing the things that a manager needs to do, it breeds confidence in the front line. It creates an environment that allows people to be successful, to blossom, to pursue and be the very best they've been. We've said this before. You want to create an environment where you can get more out of your employees than you ever thought or you ever thought you had a right to ask for. And you do this because you've created a successful environment that allows them to thrive. So if I've got leaders that are equipped, what's another sign of a can't-lose contact center? Well, a can't-lose contact center has a really brilliant, great workforce management organization. Because workforce management is where you get where you get the dose of reality. They're where they set things up. It's designed to win. Do you have a can't-lose workforce management? Is your workforce management a strategic asset, uh, uh, a core competency that, that the person or people that are running workforce management, when you see them, they get it, they know it, and they know how to do it, and they're competent at what they, what they, what they do. Because if you've, got, if you've got a workforce management that knows what they're doing, then you have the opportunity to be designed to win. I've said before that, that workforce management is your survival. If you don't have the right number of people in the seats at the right time, it, it's just going to be sheer misery. So, so when you look at your contact center, are you designed to win? And, and sometimes you're not designed to win. Sometimes you can sit down and look at your workforce management and what you're supposed to have, and you just don't have the budget to give you, to give you that. You don't have the budget to give you exactly what you need. So every day is going to be a, a challenge. Every day is going to be a challenge because you just can't model up to exactly what you need to because the reality is in your organization, there just isn't enough money to allow you to do that. Well, well, that, that, may, be, that may be difficult for you, but what that means is you just need to have a different perspective on what a win is, what a, what a can't lose is. If every day is going to be a struggle, then we need to measure, we need to measure the success inside that struggle. I, I run into organizations all the time that have targets and goals and nobody ever meets them. So every, every day is a failure. Every, every day they miss their goals. I mean, like literally miss their goals all the time. And everybody misses their goals. So, so have targets that are realistic. Have targets that you can achieve. Have targets that people can express success. And that doesn't mean that you don't want to get better. And I'm not talking about lowering what your standards are. I'm just creating an environment that gives you an opportunity to win and to be successful. 
And another way to look at this, again, I apologize for the sports analogies. Uh, if I can come up with a different one, I will. But but in, in professional baseball, there, there's such a wide array of what amount of money that teams pay and, and spend. So if you're the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers, I mean, you're spending $225, $250 million a year on your salaries. But if you're the, the Tampa Ray Devil Rays or you're the Oakland Athletics or the Baltimore Orioles, you're spending $40, $50 million. So the teams you're playing against are spending $200 million more on the people that are on their team. So odds are pretty good they're going to have a better team. A couple years ago, the Devil Rays, though, beat everybody. So, so, so they, they, they took the very best that they had, they worked it out as best they could, and, and they produced something that was competitive. And sometimes when you're working in an environment where you're not necessarily, you don't have all the, you've got the workforce management, but you just can't, you don't have the cost, you don't have the funds to be able to get to the point that you actually need to be, what you are is you're competing in an environment that's very difficult, but you're still competitive, you still have a can't-lose attitude because what you've designed, you know what success is. You know what the very, very best that you can get out of the circumstances that you're in puts you in a can't-lose position. And that's the kind of position that you want to be in. The impact on the front line of workforce management, if workforce management is working really, really well, then these folks can be confident that they're going to get a schedule, that they're going to not be wildly pressured to run back from their lunch, that they're going to have a cue that's manageable and a cue that, that, that gives them energy that affords them the opportunity to be successful. And I, I just want to make a note here that, that you also don't want to have a workforce management that just runs your entire life because if, you're, if your focus is on workforce management and not on your people, then you can really get crazy about workforce management and, and it becomes all about the time and people in their seats and, and workforce management almost becomes like the czar of everything that's going on. It's almost like a dictatorship. And an organization that is, that is workforce management driven is, is, is not going to work. It's not going to be successful in the long run. And you won't have a can't-lose mentality. Uh, we need to be customer-driven and people-driven with a workforce management tool that helps us to manage those components. Next up is something that I call functional recognition. And functional recognition means that recognition in your organization, it's not, hap- not haphazard, it's not inconsistent, it's functionally set and consistent across everyone. And if you have functional recognition, then you're going to have a can't-lose environment because you're going to have a can't-lose environment because your people are going to get recognized and they're going to be acknowledged and they're going to be validated and they're going to be encouraged. You see, in your center, you've got roses, daisies, and weeds. And you've got these people in your center that are working, and you've got these people that are working out of your center in their homes. And we've got to be the kind of organization that people get caught all the time doing something right, doing something better, doing something new. And it needs to be something that's built in, that's ingrained into your organization. And we talked last week about being customer-centric and being people-centric. Well, recognition of people doing things right, recognition of people uh, obeying and doing the things that you've asked them to do, recognition that acknowledges the people that work for you doing their jobs where they're supposed to be at the right time and getting the kind of results that you're looking for creates a can't-lose environment. Look at yourself. When you're when your leader, when the person that you work for recognizes you when you're successful, recognizes you when, when you've accomplished something, when you've done something spectacular, done something legendary, done something nice, 
done something that's that's team oriented, done something that that that's that's helped to reduce a cost, gone the extra mile, something that allows something that you've done, if it's done and nobody notices it, and more importantly, your leaders, the people that count, if they don't notice it, then then you, you walk away with a feeling like nobody cares. That, that I'm just doing this just because I'm doing this, and maybe you don't do it the next time. But when you've got an organization that has recognition, that, that's functional in a sense that, that you're built to have recognition, that your technology allows you to recognize and do the things you need to do. I mean, I'm in that business where we functionally recognize things that are going on and make sure that, that things aren't missed, that the small little things that your frontline does, the small little things that you do are recognized and celebrated and counted and measured and, and, and put on, on your scale as something that you've done well. And of course, also at the same time, we need to recognize when people don't do things well. We need to recognize and be able to, 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 to change those and to, to acknowledge it and to sit down and to talk about it and retrain on it or recoach us on it or redirect or repurpose. When we've got that kind of recognition, we create an environment where we're not going to miss anything. We're not going to miss anything great. We're not going to miss anything bad. And we're not going to just ignore the people that are just doing their job day in and day out because they're going to get recognized as well. We never lose sight of the fact that we need to be focused on those daisies. Next up is to, to have a can't lose in environment is repetition. Repetition. I mean, whether you're a golfer, whether you do music, whatever you do, repetition is required. You don't become great at the piano or great at, at, at playing the guitar without repetition, without lots and lots of practice. And repetition in a contact center is coaching, coaching, and more coaching. Training, 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 and more training. Again, in the recognition, just just repetition over and over and over again. We want to be able to increase the amount of coaching that we've got, increase the amount of repetition of what people are up to and what they're doing. We need to be in an environment where we're, we're, we're not a contact center that's a one-hit wonder. You know, where we find a problem, we, we, we make it a temp at something, and, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Uh, people do this all the time with engagement. Well, oh boy, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't seem to be engaging really well. Let's, let's, let's throw a party. Or let's have a potluck dinner. Let's, let's, uh, let's go around and ask everybody a question once. We create an environment where we don't want to be the one-hit wonders. We want, whether it's engagement or customer feedback or leadership training or retention, we want to create an environment where we've got repetition. If we're working with KPIs and, and, and we've got key components of, of their KPIs, I don't want to repeat it once. I don't want them to see it once. I want to repeat it 100 times to let them know, especially when they're doing well, especially when they're getting close, especially when they've improved, especially when they've done poorly and we're trying to redirect them. I want to repeat it over and over and over again. Do you have repetition? Do you have repetition in the sense that, that when you go into your center, whether it's morning, afternoon of a busier or, or, a, or a great day, that you know that the things that we need to repeat, the people that need to be reinforced, redirected, encouraged, uh, given a high five, whatever it is, that that repetition is going to occur. Is that ingrained in your organization? Is ingrained in your organization that you're going you're gonna to coach over and over and over again? Remember back in high school when you went to a class where you couldn't, you couldn't wait to learn? You know, where you, where you, couldn't, you couldn't wait to just have things, you know, where, where you just couldn't wait to get back there because something good was going to happen? Well, you can work in a contact center with full monotony, with people complaining, and not be able to wait to get to work there. Because you know that the work that you're going to do is important, that you're going to be able to help some people, you're going to be able to take some miserable people and make them more excited. 
But more important, more important of all, you're going to be recognized and you're going to hear it over and over and over again. I mean, we are in a business of over and over and over again. That's what we do. Well, you know what? You need to have a core competency to be great at re- repetition over and over and over again, whether it's to remind somebody of what their goals are, to reinforce uh, a skill like listening or empathy or or some sort of a particular skill that they need or knowledge that they need or what their goals are or what the opportunity is or maybe even something as simply as, hey, you need to get back in your seat on time. Being brilliant at repetition makes a difference. And then finally, to have a can't-lose mentality, we've got to have boundaries. We've got to have boundaries, which, which really ties to culture, which is where we go and where we don't. It is so important for your success of having a can't lose mentality is knowing where we're going, where we don't. I mean, in simplicity, when I get on an airplane, I know exactly where I'm going because I've got a seat. I know whether I'm going to be in first class or whether I'm going to be in coach. I know the exact place that I'm going. We need to have that same set of boundaries when it comes to the culture and organization, who we really are and who we're not. You know, do we recognize, do we encourage, do we not humiliate, right? Do we allow Darth Vader leaders to stick around? Are we an organization that's full of politics? We don't really have any standards. We're, you know, do we know the kind of people that we want to hire? Do we know what a successful frontline person looks like? I mean, are, are we willing to take a high sales, low character kind of person? Do we have two sets of adherence rules, one for the people that are really, really successful and one for everybody else? Do we run favorites? That's all boundaries. That's all culture. That's all the kind of things that create an environment that allow you to see who we really are and maybe sometimes the best way to define it is who we're not. The impact on the front line of of having boundaries is it allows people to see where they fit talked before about the fact that bringing people into your organization needs to be more like a sorority or a fraternity rush. It needs to be the kind of thing where we're bringing people in that are successful in our organizations. I love this quote that says, you listen to people that love you, you listen to people that you trust, and you never forget to listen to yourself. Okay, yourself, when you look at your contact center, when you walk into it, do you have a can't-lose environment? Do you have leaders that are all equipped? Do you have a workforce management organization that can make things happen? Do you have functional recognition and repetition? And and do you have boundaries in your organization? I love the fact that when I go watch a movie, sometimes I'll, um, halfway through, I'll know if it's a good movie because I'll look at my watch and see, oh man, is this almost over? Because I don't want it to end. And I did that recently with the, the Top Gun Maverick movie. If you haven't seen it, I thought it was really, really cool. But I, I looked at my watch a couple of times. Oh, man, I hope this isn't going to end soon. I know you never imagined that, that, that the people that work for you or even yourself, that you'd walk into a contact center and you'd go, man, I, I kind of hope this doesn't end soon. But when you do that, you do that because you've got a can't-lose mentality, a can't-lose vibration that you can just feel that you can be successful, that you can win that you can do things right. Do you do things right in your center? Do you have that? If you don't, you should. And that starts with the fact that there's a lot of great leaders walking around, and the question is, are you one of them? I know that you can be a great leader. I know you have the capacity to be spectacular. It just requires hard work, effort, and 
an acknowledgement that you want to pursue a can't-lose environment in your center. It's been great to talk to you next this week. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Who knows what I may talk about? I look forward to talking to you then. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.